What's going on guys? Welcome back to another double part video. Super excited. We got an awesome video coming y'all's way today. Uh, podcast series episode with Jensen Castle, who's a junior up at University of Kentucky. Um, very accomplished golfer, uh, played in the US Open last summer. Um, Jensen actually won the US Women's Am last summer as well, which is crazy. And yeah, got back from Lexington two nights ago, had an awesome time there, um, hanging out, playing with Jensen. And we got on the course for 18 holes um, up at you know the big blue course up there, which was awesome, uh, super pure. Um, unfortunately, my game, not so pure. Definitely need to dial it in. Um, I have a few big events coming up actually, so definitely need to work on things a little bit. But yeah, match came down to the wire. Had an awesome time filming on the course and then you know got to do this podcast episode after which, yeah, we dived into some super cool things. Um, and I really hope you all enjoy, you know, hearing our conversations and hearing what Jensen has to say, especially, you know, I found talking to her about the mental game of golf to be really cool. And, you know, talking about her own podcast, which she just has so much going on. So super cool there. Um, and yeah, we'll hop to it in just a second. I wanted to take a second and, you know, thank you guys for your support so far. Um, and encourage you to, you know, if you're watching this video right now, please drop a like and hit that subscribe button. It means the world to us and helps us out more than you know. Um, so we can continue to travel to our guests, make awesome content and churn it out for y'all. So yeah, thanks in advance. And, you know, let's hop to the video. Hope you guys enjoy. What's going on guys, we have Jensen Castle on the podcast today. She was the highest ranked junior player to ever sign with the University of Kentucky. Um, she was the fourth ranked player in her class and she was a 2019 AJGA Junior All-American as well as a state champion winning by a record amount of 10 shots. It's pretty impressive Quite stuff. the list there. Yeah. Yeah, we just got done with the 18 hole match here at Golf Club of Kentucky. Uh, you all have to check that out. Um, don't want to spoil too much, but uh, it's a pretty nice course. Pretty nice course. Game was, you know, not quite sharp, and <laughs> it did come down to the wire, though. It did indeed. It's a good match. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. I know you have a lot going on in a podcast of your own, uh, which you know we can dive into. Um, but yeah, super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Any any thoughts on the match? Not to divulge too much, but <laughs> I know it's kind of hard not to say too much about it. Um, there were some good shots. There were some bad shots. There were some shanks occasionally. <laughs> Questionable balls. shanks. Mud ball or shank, we don't um, know. But it did come down to the last hole, and someone did clutch up. I don't know if anyone clutched up. Someone gave it away. Yeah. Someone, gave it away. <laughs> someone did not get up and down. Kind of diving into the first part, um, we'd love to take a step back. So, yeah, what were your early days as an athlete like, and what transpired you to ultimately get into golf and choose golf? So my mom used to work on the weekends, and that's when my dad would play golf. Mm. So my sister and I, I mean, we were like two and two and three. And so I started playing golf when I was two and three, and that's because my mom used to work on the weekends, so my dad took us, and that's what he did. Yeah. And he would bribe us with candy bars and sodas. So he'd <laughs> drop a ball in the middle of the fairway, and depending on if you got the ball in the hole, which, you know, as long as you tried, basically, you didn't give up. That was the whole point of that. Um, you, you got the ball in the hole, you got to choose between a candy bar or a soda. And so... What was your go-to? I mean, I'd start out with candy bar, and then, you know, I'm thirsty. So by whole two, yeah, yeah. by whole two, I'd play the whole two in one, <laughs> and then I'd have a candy bar and a soda, and then I'd sit for a few holes, you know, digest it. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know what, I want another one. And then you guys start <laughs> back up. 
Um, but no, it was fun. And since then, I played all the sports, like, growing up. Basketball, soccer, whatever. And I just fell in love with golf and how hard the sport is. You know, you can always yeah. get better. Yeah, now you're candy bars and sodas. Jackson, move your head a little bit. Move to a USAM <laughs> trophy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So you climbed to be the number four ranked player in your class. What was kind of the recruiting process like for you and the schools you looked at? Obviously, you wound up here at Kentucky, but what were some of the other schools you really liked? So a lot of the accolades, I started playing really good golf really late. That's what, you'll tell, what you can tell from it. Um, so early on, I didn't have a ton of big offers or looking at a lot of big schools. So towards the end, obviously, a lot of the big schools had their scholarships gone. So Kentucky was one of the biggest schools I had left um, that I had an offer from. And so I looked at USF, UC, USC, and a few others here and there. Um, but I just fell in love with Kentucky. I fell in love with the coaches and the team environment. And, I mean, I love how perfect distance away it is from home, where it's not yeah. like my parents are going to see me anytime soon. But, like, also, like, I can do the drive in a day. Yeah. Um, but this is home now, and I'm super happy, minus the weather in the winter. But <laughs> yeah, get through yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think Kentucky's, like, changed all as a program since, you know, you – signed and now you've been here three years yes definitely um my recruit my recruiting class we had four girls come in and um two of them unfortunately already left but marissa and i have still been here and yep. i feel like the program has just gotten better and the coaches are doing a great job recruiting awesome girls and like we all bring different pieces to the game so we all feed off of each other in ways yeah. and make each other better and every year we've gotten better and better just because of that so yeah. i think the program's definitely gotten a lot better yeah that's awesome yeah, I think we wanted to dive into this past summer a little bit now. Um, you did win this big trophy behind us at the U.S. Open, <laughs> um, but before that, you played in the U.S. Open, and that was at the Olympic Club in San Francisco. Um, and you were not quite as successful, we could say, there as the U.S. <laughs> Thanks, <Open>. Jackson. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks. Well, we just wanted Brutal. to uh, dive a little bit into that and kind of what that event was like. Um, I mean, that's everyone's dream to play in the U.S. Women's Open at some point. Um, the golf course was extremely difficult, yeah. so it would be U.S. Open conditions that you would think. Um, but it was a great learning lesson. I've never been to California, so it was super cool to be on the West Coast. And just to see and be around such good professional golfers and see what it's like on the road, pretty much. Um, obviously, didn't play that well. I was extremely burnt out going into the event, so that was not very ideal. Yeah, burnout from, like, Kentucky golf or yeah just burn up burn out from all the events leading up to it you know this was our first that was our first season where we actually had an SEC championship where yeah. we actually had a spring season and no one knew what it was you know balancing school um Marissa and I did the U.S. women's four ball which was an awesome event you know what I mean yeah but that was right before SEC so I mean we missed that whole week and then we missed the following week for SECs and then you have the U.S. women's open qualifier that's two days three yeah. days um, so just balancing all that and then regionals and nationals and then after nationals I came home for three days and left for California yeah, like that's yeah. just a lot of high pressure golf how are you um, fitting like school and a social life in there that's that's a lot of golf <laughs> it is hard to balance all of that um, social life for me I do a really good job of staying in contact with people especially yeah. from home like via cell phone via FaceTime um, so I don't find that hard because I am I'm a big texter so I can make time you yeah. know but uh, school has definitely been a little difficult um especially that being our first spring season, just balancing yeah. regionals, SECs, like week-long competitions. Um, but luckily, as long as you develop a relationship with your professor, I mean, they're very lenient, yeah. lenient and understanding. Um, so that was super helpful. Yeah. 
And kind of going back to that U.S. Open, what was it like? You know, I've lived in San Francisco for a few years, and I was supposed to work at Olympic, and COVID kind of canceled that for me, but never got out there. So what was that course like and the experience there like? <laughs> the course was extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, rough was extremely thick, but the golf course itself, it, the layout was also extremely difficult, whereas the fairways, it'd say it would be a dog leg right, the fairways would slope the opposite direction. Yeah. So it would be hard to hold the ball in the fairway. Yeah. Um, so that made it extremely difficult, especially when you're missing the fairway in the roughs, like three or four inches deep. Um, but it was a great experience. Played with a few professionals like Allison Lee, Lexi Thompson, Paula Creamer, nice. like a lot of big names, you That's know. That's cool. Does that intimidate you or? It does not intimidate me because they're just names. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, they're still people. It was me and Jackson may or may not have intimidated you out there, <laughs> intimidated you out there today, though. I know. I, I can't believe the smack talking <laughs> is going to continue. Um, they were, they weren't, no, no intimidation, that's for sure. A little luck, but. Hey, what's good, guys? Uh, sorry about the quick break in the action. Unfortunately, our audio got super sketchy for like five or 10 minutes in there. So we had to cut that out. Uh, but what y'all missed, Jensen really talked about her time last summer between the US Open at Olympic and the US AM, which she obviously won, where she was actually sidelined that whole time with the rib injury. Uh, which she thinks she got from that super thick rough rough at Olympic, uh, which she mentioned earlier. Yeah, she said it hurt to breathe, it hurt to talk, hurt to get out of bed. Um, so her doctor didn't let her touch a golf club until two days before the event, um, you know, until that USAM. So no time for practice, no time for prep work. And, you know, obviously she got the dub. So let's hop back to it and hear about that USAM and how she got the win. sign my scorecard come out you know they do the awards and then there's this 12 for 2 playoff they do three groups of four and I was in the second group and Marissa was in the third and we watched the first group it's a par three yeah um number one was and so we watched the first group go no one makes birdie yeah and you got a, two pars and a, two bogeys I'm like okay birdie you're in you yeah. know and coming off of 18 um I knew like I don't know how the putt didn't go in like I was yeah. like yeah. I stressed <laughs> that to you like great putt I lived out I mean whatever um so I knew, like, everything equals out. Like, that's my mindset with yeah. golf. So I wasn't worried about the playoff, you know. Also, I didn't even think I'd make it this far. So I was yeah. playing one more hole than I thought I was going to play. Yeah. And sure enough, I hit it to about eight feet and make my eight-footer, and I'm in there for birdie. I'm like, okay, you know, like, now I just got to make sure in the last group yeah. there's not two birdies. So sure enough, Marissa hits it about 12 feet, <laughs> and then the other girls everywhere else. Yeah. And so Marissa's about to putt, and she's the only one putting for birdie left. Yeah. So I know I'm safe. Yeah. And I get chills talking about it. Like, I'm so, it's so special. Um, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm sitting here recording it. I'm like, please go in. Yeah. And she makes it. And, like, we go crazy. And so sure enough, you know, two Kentucky Wildcats get through this 12-for-2 playoff. Yeah. And it was so special. But. That's wild. Yeah, you kind of mentioned this on the course um, a few times. You have this mindset, like, everything kind of evens out. Did not even out today, but... <laughs> um. But like I've, I feel like that's kind of a rare, good mental mindset. I know me and Jackson both have kind of struggled with that part of the game in the past. But um, I don't know. Like, how do you in these big events? Like, how do you really tell yourself that? Like, it's easy to say, but in that moment when you're on the playoff tee, it definitely sounds like a common overthinker would think. 
but <laughs> I mean, definitely, I mean, you just got to trust it. I mean, like even with life, like some days you have really good days, you know, where like yeah. you drop something and you act, you catch it like when you try to. Some days you just don't. Yeah. You have good and bad days with life. You have good and bad days with golf. Um, so I think those go together in correlation where at the end of the day, like everything's going to even out. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to stub your toe one day and the other day you're not if that makes any sense yeah no it does yeah <laughs> so for me like you're gonna make you're gonna hit it tight every once in a while you know yeah. and you're probably gonna miss some of those every once in a while but then you're gonna chip in on 10 you're gonna chip <laughs> in you know you're it just it's amazing yeah if you take a step back and look at it from a big picture of like some of the breaks that you get on the golf course that could go the other way yeah you know what i mean so it's more of like a positive outlook than you than a negative yeah um but i mean you're also gonna be more accepting that you can only control so much so like when you get a bad kick like you couldn't have done anything different yeah you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's gonna happen yeah no i'm definitely gonna try to take that with me i feel like it's easier said than done especially for me and you but definitely um, i don't know why you're grouping me into this category <laughs> me and you. Hey, we talked about that we talked about that yeah, a lot you're right yeah we could transition in the match play portion um obviously in the first round you played the number two overall seed but you didn't seem to have many issues winning three and two. What was kind of the, I'm assuming you weren't feeling much pressure going into it, knowing you know. Um, um, yeah, definitely. Honestly, I kind of forgot I was the number two seed. But everyone knows match plays anyone's game. Um, no numbers at all. Um, birdies win. And more so with match play, it's about staying in position, fairways and greens. And by doing that consistent, consistently, you put more pressure on the other person. Whereas, like, you know, I'm missing a ton of greens. It's not, it's super stressful for me to get up and down. Whereas if I just hit a green, you just two-play and get out of there. If it goes in, it goes in. Yeah. Um, so I think it just depends on the match play. But I, she and I had fun. Um, I, I played pretty solid. And like I said, the more golf I played, the better I got throughout the week just because I hadn't touched a club in so long. Um, but it was fun. And, yeah. She's not really the number two seed in the world, you know? So, it, like, yeah. it's amazing how, like, one tournament just gives you these numbers and you yeah. play. Like, it's not accurate. Yeah. You said she and I had fun. Like, during these matches, are you and, um, you know, whoever you're playing, are you all, like, uh, you know, cutting it up, as you like <laughs> to say, or um, yes. joking around? Or is there a trash talk or, like, a definitely, no talk whatsoever? No, definitely no trash talk. Um, maybe if I was out there with you guys or something. <laughs> um she, but, yeah, she and I would talk, you know, in between shots, cut up, get to know each other. Um, I mean, she and I didn't really make any jokes. Like, it was it was a very – that was one of the most serious matches I've played match play. Not a lot of cutting up. No, not a lot of cutting up. <laughs> um, but, you know, she and I got to know each other a little bit and just, like, see a different perspective. I mean, she played solid, and I could see how she was number two for the tournament. But match play is all about the least amount of stress and hitting fairways and greens. Um, so, kind of going on from there, you – did have a little more, you know, some tighter matches going forward, the round of 32 um, against Sophie Linder, um, who won four consecutive holes to go two up at the end of the front nine. Um, so, yeah, you obviously battled back and, you know, trophies back there. So, you, you obviously <laughs> won if you didn't know already. Um, but, yeah, can you talk a little about being down and, you know, calling your way back? Honestly, um, this is a great opportunity for me to talk about some of the downside bad habits of match play. Um, one little shot on six um, made me really mad, and I got a bad break, and I lost the hole, and I wasn't playing my game at that point. I was yeah. playing hers, and as a result of that, I lose four holes in a row. Like wow. I was two up going into that, yeah. so going two up and going into six, and one hole, one thought cost me that yeah. front nine, and I make the turn. You know, I'm two, two, I'm two back from her, and I'm like, 
that point, I'm like, what am I doing? Like the yeah, little what things are making me bad. Point. Yeah. Oh, I took a step back and yeah. I'm like, all I think about is number six. And I'm like, how, why am I letting that one little shot affect me still? Like, yeah. there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can go back and change. Um, you've got to let it go. And you know, every hole is an opportunity. So you can't continue to hold on to that thought. And so I took a step back and did that and reevaluated the whole situation <laughs> and started playing my game and not hers, which was just fairways and greens and giving yeah. myself opportunities. And as a result, like when you play your game, um, it's different. Yeah. Um, coming down the stretch for that match, though, is something I'll never forget. I was one up with going into 17, and I go up there, and I have a plugged ball in the bunker. And, I mean, I have a video of me hitting the shot. Yeah. And, like, it is unbelievable. And I got up and down. Nice. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. The fact that I just tied her for this. Um, and then we go to 18, and I have a 12-footer for birdie, and she has a 7-footer for birdie. And I put first, obviously, because I'm out. Mm. So, like, knowing that I had to make this yeah. for it to end, I mean, it was crazy. And um, knowing you got up and down the hole before and things even yeah, out. Yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, maybe I could. You're using that as a negative thought, no. Um, but that was one of the most, like, insane, like, up and down matches I've played. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you won your quarterfinals match kind of like the round of 32 pretty easily, or round of 64, I should say, pretty easily. Six and five, that's a... Big win there. Um, but then the next match was tight again, and you actually went to extra holes. Can you talk about that one? Yes, that match was also insane. Uh, we pl I played Rachel Heck, and um, she and I are good friends. Uh, we played on the Wyndham Cup and AJGA together. And going into the match, I got very little sleep because I was so excited of how fun it was going to be. Um, match plays anyone's game, ball game, and everyone knows that. But she and I talked before the round, and I was like, look, like, let's just go out there, have fun, you know, show what girls golf's about. Like, you know, we're not going to beat each other's brains in. Yeah, and like, that's we're awesome. going to laugh and smile, you know. Yeah. And so we, she and I did that, and we played awesome golf. Um, I think we had – we both had six birdies. Wow. And I lost the first hole, and I was never up or tied after that. So – and I gave her, I gave her a lot of solid putts that I shouldn't have. Like there was a number five. Um, I gave her, a, I hit it to about eight feet down the hill, and she hit it about five feet for birdie. Mm. And I just was like, "You're good." Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, I make yeah. an eight footer. I'm like, "Here you go." <laughs> um, so she really didn't put that many five footers, uh, six footers, or four footers. Like I just gave them to yeah. her. We were playing very considerate golf, um, but coming down the stretch, um, she chipped in on 16. Everything evens out. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, it wasn't, she bladed it. And she, she, la she laughs and tells <laughs> you about it. Bladed or thinned it? That's the, That's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a low. It was yeah, going yeah, hard. Yeah. It was going hard. So it hits a pin, drops, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I was going to win that hole. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Everything evens out. And then on 18, I made her putt a four-footer. She had a 20 feet and putted it at four feet. And, you know, here I am in my head. Like, I was like, well, this was fun. Like, thanks, Doc, for letting me be here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, sure enough, she missed it. Yeah, hadn't and seen it all day, right? No, she hasn't fibers. seen a four-footer yeah. all day because I've given them to her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we're even. Like, yeah. we're literally even. Yeah. Like, I haven't been even with her all day. <laughs> so right there, that already felt like a win. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm up. You know, I like teeing off, teeing off first. So I teed off first, mm -hmm. you know, like that stuff, little things. Um, and so as soon as I walked off 18, like, I knew I had it because, like, that was an opportunity that I haven't, I didn't have. And, like, I don't give second chances. Like, yeah. So sure enough, um, I had a great drive. She hit, her, she hit her drive a little left, and then I chipped it, a poor chip. I mean, I about, had about 15, 18 feet, and then she chipped it to about 
12, maybe 10. And I made my breaking left to right footer <laughs> and hers lipped. Um, and then that was it. Wow. <laughs> that was the finals. Wow. On to the finals. But it was, it was one of the best matches I've ever played. Like for us to both have six birdies and for, for one person to only be one up, like yeah. that's insane. Yeah. And no, and just considering y'all are like good friends off the course right, of too. Course. And yeah, it was, yeah. it was special. Still good friends after the, we after are, the yeah, yeah, we were yeah, on the Curtis Cup team together and you know, I saw her a few weeks ago for the Curtis Cup practice session and I mean, she's a special girl. She's, she's a good person. That's awesome. We'll get into the Curtis Cup uh, in a second. Do you want to finish up talking about the final, final yeah, match? Yeah, so um, once again in the finals match, you were down for a good portion of it. Um, you were two down after the morning 18. Uh, but then you rallied. You won three of your first four holes in the afternoon. Was there kind of a button you pressed, like, when you lost those four holes um, earlier in match play? Or? Yeah, there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows. So I actually fell down a hill on six. Um, in my, wow. I fell down a hill, and, like, I didn't, like, fall. Like, I slid. Yeah. And so I had these awful grass stains, like, on my butt. <laughs> and so this random lady gave me a skirt, and she gave me the skirt on twelve. And after that, should we give her the trophy? <laughs> <laughs> after that, I lost like every single hole. Like I could not hit the ball straight. Uh, and I, oh, think, I thought you were going to say you turned it on after that. No, that's when I started losing. Yeah, yeah. I was two up through 12. Yeah. And then I put the skirt on and like, I didn't have a lot. I mean, it's not my skirt, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have any confidence in this. And after that, next thing I know, I'm on 18, I'm two down. And I'm like, well, this is tough. Like there went yeah. that. Um, then I make the turn, you know, they wash my skirt for me. They clean it up. I put my skirt back on and I was confident in it. And I went out and played my game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A little behind the scenes action for you. So it's really just all in the, all in the attire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Feel good, play good, right? Something like that. I always get in my head, like, night before a tournament, what am I going to wear? And now I'm just going to be bugging out next tournament. You did say, though, that when you were on the 35th hole, I was, uh, you didn't even really know that that was to win the match on that no. hole. So I that's how... That's how invested I was in yeah. that. Like, I was so invested in fairways, greens, my game, not hers, um, and giving myself looks that I didn't... I made it, and, like, yeah, you know, I threw my hands up, whatever... And everyone goes crazy, and the next thing you know, like everyone's pulling me aside. And they're like, Jensen, like you won. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, we're actually gonna pull up this uh, quick uh, two-minute YouTube clip of kind of mixtape of the USAM and video of you winning. Okay. That is definitely a playoff. That's such a good putt. She knew it. Yep. Little wave. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And that's my other teammate, Lainey. <laughs> okay, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Haven't seen it before? No, I haven't seen this. I mean, I remember the shots, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shot was so good. What was that? Five. That's what it looks like so today. Locked in. That's... No wonder you don't know what hole you're on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the playoff. With... Look at that drive. Like, I thought I'd... I drove it. I thought I drove the green. I'm just going to say, we did not see that intense look too much. That It's a little more different switch, or... I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> wasn't, easy wasn't as, yeah, it wasn't as serious today. It was more of like cutting up, you know, having fun. Cutting up. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, this is a good, good shot, too. A lot of good shots. Yep. Are there any bad shots in there? Oh, I mean, yep. <laughs> you mud balls. I'm, I'm not seeing it few mud balls. Obviously, they're showing the highlights, thankfully. 
Yeah, that did not hit the tree. That did not hit the tree. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that? I was like flexing, you know? Yep. This is quality. Is. I had no idea. Next thing you know, you're ready to go to the next hole. You, you know right oh, now. right okay, now. Okay. When she starts walking with her hands open, I'm like, oh, God. Why is she hugging <laughs> did me? Did I, did I just lose? like, oh, good putt. Give you a hug. And then my assistant flew there, and no one told me. It was the coolest thing ever. That's awesome. You got to still have the medal, too. Where do I you, do where have do you the medal. That? that is my room. Got it. Look, you can see me flexing how heavy that trophy is. Like, the thing is massive. Oh, wow. That was a really cool video. I'm so glad I saw that. It just gave me so much confidence after that, <laughs> after that match out there. Yeah, we kind of want to transition into the Curtis Cup, um, which was just later that same month, right? In August. Yeah. Um, that was, Week was and that half a pretty before? quick transition. Yeah. Very, very quick. Um, but... In a way, it was a good thing because there wasn't a lot of hype for it. Like, you know, yeah. they sent me this Curtis Cup stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then a few weeks later, I'm getting on a plane and having no idea what the Curtis Cup is. I mean, only hearing so much about it. Yeah. Um, knowing I'm like, wow, I'm actually on the team. Like, that's that's wild. Yeah. That's wicked. And between the AM and the Curtis Cup, I don't know, we kind of talked about this on the course. You just came straight back and went to work, or what was yeah. that, that time like? Um, well, you know, I told the doctor that I wouldn't touch a club. So after the AM, I came back. I drove back. Had to um, mend some fences there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't touch a club for five days after yeah. the AM between the Curtis Cup, um, just because I knew my rib. Like, I was in a lot of pain from the yeah. AM. And so I worked, like, three or four days as soon as I got back. Um, and then I went on a trip with one of my friends, North Carolina, really? which was a, a weird. We're out in North Carolina. Um, Asheville. Oh, nice. Yep. It was a crazy, um, like, it's just out of nowhere. Like, I didn't think I'd admit when they am, you know. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm on the, in the middle of Asheville doing these interviews via Zoom in the middle of my supposed to be, like, fun break. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, nothing I'd change, for the, nothing I'd change about it. But, and I took five days off right after the AM just because my rib, I mean, you know, doctor told me to, whatever. And then next thing you know, I come back to school, uh, do team pictures. Next thing you know, I'm catching a flight to Wales, and yeah. I still don't think I can tell you where that is on the map. Like, <laughs> I just, definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing how fast my life changed after the AM. Yeah. I mean, you told me in the card earlier, when the guy handed you the trophy, he said, like, you yeah. have no idea how much your life your is about to change. Your life's going to change overnight. Can... And I'm like, whatever, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just give me the trophy. <laughs> no, and sure enough, like, it has. And it, it's been super cool to see, you yeah. know, especially for women's golf. Yeah. Now, you, you even told me you... Worked, what were you doing? Just kind of a cart girl. Yeah, so um, I was a cart girl at Columbia Country Club, and then I also worked at Indian River a little bit. The days that I wasn't working at Columbia, I was working at Indian River, and what I normally do is just open in the morning from like five to like one, and yeah. then practice the rest of the day. Yeah. And um, obviously I had this rib injury. I come back from the open, have this rib injury, and they're like, you know, don't, don't touch a club. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so all these guys at the club, you know, they see me in all this Kentucky yeah, yeah, yeah. gear. They're like, oh, you're a big fan. And I'm like, sarcastic. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, big fan. Like, dream, probably dream biggest school. Fan. <laughs> dream school. And then next thing you know, I win the AM. And, you know, they're, they threw this huge party at my work. Yeah. Um, they TVs going. And uh, it was really cool. Someone actually recorded it, which yeah. was Did they know you actually even, like, played golf seriously before I that? I mean, there was rumors that were like, oh, yeah, she plays, but no one had ever seen me touch a club. Yeah. No one had ever seen, like, that many results from me because I yeah. obviously wasn't playing, and no one was invested to be like, oh, what is she doing? Yeah, you know, yeah. what's her schedule? Yeah. Um, so a lot of them, when I came back to work, they're like, 
Jensen, I didn't even know you played. Like, <laughs> you played for Kentucky? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't really go out there and talk about it, like, unless you ask. Yeah. Like, I thought you were just a cart girl. Like, said I was a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, big fan. Was, so it was this running joke for a while. They're like, Jensen, you play? I'm like, no. <laughs> can transition to more about the uh, Curtis Cuff and playing Wales. Yeah, so had you ever even been over there and to that part of the world and played before? No, so, oh my gosh, what a cluster. I ba barely got my passport. Really? So I, I ordered a passport at the beginning of COVID and literally three days before COVID and I didn't get my passport for like a year and a half. Um, so luckily I had the passport and that was my first time out of the country. First time um, taking, I mean, don't even get me started on how difficult time changes. Um, but it was very interesting to see how the time in Wales was so different than, you know, the U.S. So, like, yeah. I'd be going to bed or waking up, and next thing you know, like, my friends are just getting their day started, yeah. or they're going to bed, and I'm like, how am I supposed to be friends with you? How can I even talk yeah. to you? Like, you're going to bed. Yeah. Um, so it's super cool to see what it's like on the other side of the world, for sure. Yeah. But what was really cool was the other team. We became really good friends with the other team. Really? After they lost that night, they came. We were all upstairs in our team room, and next thing you know, one of the girls, the girl I played in the singles match, actually, she comes walking in with a beam, uh, what is it, like a speaker on her shoulder, yeah. blaring music, and you know, music I've never heard of, because yeah, they're from they England, and I'm yeah. like, what in the world is this crap? And they, we all sat there and partied together the last night at Curtis Cup, and nice. just to see that, you know, it's it goes beyond golf, you know, yeah. like, we're there for each other. What was it, like bagpipes kind of thing, or what was she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like some type of party music out there, like alternative, like, Part I have three Irish teammates, and they play, like, disco. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, I mean, like, it was, like, <laughs> okay. like, bagpipes. It was, like, dancing, like, getting pumped up. Like, you know that song, Pump It Up? Yeah. That, that was okay, the okay. okay, you were making it seem like they were playing I mean, some, like, foreign music, that's for sure. What I was you, like, What do you listen terrible. to? I listen to, um, I listen to a lot of rap, and I listen to Who, country. what rappers? All of them. Like, Kevin Gates, like, you know, Pop Smoke, like. Yeah. Kanye, know. or? No, Kanye's terrible. Ah. So is Drake. Wow, I agree with that. I agree, I agree with that. <laughs> Those okay. two just don't make the list, but you know, and then I love country, so I listen to all the country. Yeah. I'm really good. Um, every Friday is my favorite day of the week because, like, all the music drops that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, album. So I wake up Friday super, super early, maybe yeah. at midnight. Yeah. I'm like, oh, who dropped songs today? Like, very invested in music. That's me. No. <laughs> me and Jackson have been cutting it up before. He'll put on some uh, questionable music, in my opinion. I'm uh, I listen a little more, like, Laid back. You call it folk, right? Is that folk, what you it? like indie. Jets is giving me a little. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, me and Jackson were driving down to Myrtle last summer. I'd never heard this out of him before. Before it was like strictly country and rap, and he pulls out some. That's what college will do to you. Grant. Yeah, no, no, he hadn't even been to college well, yeah, at this point. Oh my gosh! It's just like the idea. How did you get on this? The idea of going my to college. My dad, he listens to it, and I guess he kind of. No, Grand Canyon by the, the Grand Canyon by the drive-by truckers. Give it we'll a put y'all on. That's our that's <laughs> oh our go-to song now. Um, do you want to transition to a little bit of off the course? Yeah, for sure. Um, now, obviously, we've played a lot of golf with you, talked a lot of golf, uh, but we'd love to you know, learn more about who you are off the course, uh, what you like to spend your time doing. So, um, I love working out, you know, obviously, um, golf's not that much of a workout, um, but I enjoy working out. Um, I also love walking. I realized that, um, before my rib is I had this goal of 10,000 steps every day for a whole year. Yeah. And, you know, I did it, but I ended up falling in love with just walking, you yeah. know, like with music or with someone else. Like it's amazing how little 
you can do just to go on a walk. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'll walk six, seven miles just getting lost. Yeah. So um, you prefer walking over carts any day? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's, you just see more parts of the golf course, yeah. you know? And I get getting in a golf cart to play a quick round or whatever. I mean, there's times for both, but walking without golf is just fun for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just going on a walk, literally, it's going on a walk. It's just yeah. fun. Has um, walking and working out, has that, like, always been a passion, or has that kind of come along with the golf games? Yeah, okay, working so. out has, but walking, I just had this weird goal. I'm not even big into that whole New Year's resolution yeah. stuff. I was like, you know what? I want to do 10,000 steps every single day because I got this Apple Watch, and I'm super obsessive. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I can track my steps. Did so you like, hit it? Yeah. So I Like average or literally no, every day? I literally had – this is what kills me. I literally had 10,000 steps from January 14th. I started the, tr- the goal pretty late. So January 14th until November something, I closed every single one of my rings – had 10,000 wow. steps every single day. Wow. And then, unfortunately, my doctor put an end to that because my rib wasn't getting better. <laughs> and the only time my rib was hurting was when I walked. So uh, they were like, Jensen, quit with the steps. Like, we're going to take that watch away. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take the watch away. My teammates, oh, my gosh, they get so mad at me. Every any, like, 11.45 p.m. I'm uh, literally miles. pacing my room. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, especially in the winter of last year, yeah. whenever I started it, I would pace my room for, an, like, an hour just to get the steps because it's yeah. not, there's snow on the ground. Like, I'm not going yeah. on a walk. I'm not going on a treadmill, that's for sure. Is your roommate kind of like, what are you doing over there? No, they knew what I was doing, yeah. and they're like, Jensen, like, you're insane. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's 11:45. Or standing up and like 11 and being like, "Oh my gosh, I need my stand goal." Like, yeah. Just pacing oh, your stand, stand goal. Too? Yeah. Like I close. <laughs> I close every single one on my watch for 285 days, and then I didn't close it one day. And I mean, worst day of Yeah, you would have thought the world ended. <laughs> and so now, luckily, I've taken a step back. Like. I haven't closed my ring yet, but I will tonight. I saw you checking it today on the course, Kat. I was like, I was wondering how many steps I have. I have like 9,500. So I should be able able to get 500 steps by the end of the night. I was offline quite a bit, so I could be pushing 15 right about now. (laughs) (laughs) They were not playing card golf, that's for sure. Um, So you also started a podcast similar to us. What has that kind of been like? You're pretty recent to it as well. Um, You have not done video, but what is your goal with that podcast? um, so I did just recently start a podcast. I mean, imagine balancing everything on top of a podcast. But 10,000 steps, podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine, like 10,000 steps, that's a, that's a killer. No. Um, but I started this podcast with Megan Fernie out of Duke, and it was more so to help with the junior golf transition into college golf. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, ask, to answer the unanswered questions that people want to know, like where do you live? Also to help promote the schools. So we're asking that, right now we're doing the SEC series. Yeah. Um, so we're asking every one person from, from each SEC school and asking them questions and also helping promote the school in a way that, you know, uh, you weren't even interested in Alabama. Next thing you know, you're like, dang, like they do that? Yeah. That's so That's cool, cool, you know? Um, but it's been very helpful for the younger generation just to know some of those you know, we asked about qualifying. We asked about dorm life. Where do you live? You know, yeah. teammates like, you know, and then we also touch on like, what would you, if you could go back and change your college career, like, what would you change? Like going into college, what would you tell yourself? And we've had a lot of good success with it so far. Um, yeah. A lot of good feedback. And honestly, it, the idea started, I was, I realized after the AM that we learned so much in college as college golfers. Yeah. I mean, you would know as well. Like, you learn yeah. so much. You learn different points of views, you know, and being able to share that with how much we learn, like, such valuable information would be so important. Not even yeah. just with the younger generation, just, like, with other college golfers. You yeah, know? I think that's so important. And just using that as an outlet just to talk about it. 
um, it's been super cool. Um, it's been interesting as well for me just to hear other people's stories. Yeah. You know, we touch on every person we interview. It's not only about just the college life. You know, they've done things in their past, yeah. like other tournaments, success in other tournaments, like their mindset going into those tournaments, stuff like that. So it's been really cool just to learn about some of my competitors as well as like seeing a different perspective to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone plays for different reasons. Definitely. I mean, yeah, for me personally, listening to y'all's episodes, like, I was at a time in my life, like my early on in my senior year of high school, when I thought about playing college golf, I could have played like lower end D1, high end D3. And I just had no information. Like I'm good friends with Jackson. We have a good friend the year above us who was a freshman and he plays at Cornell. But I had no idea, you know, dorm life, teammates. I didn't know what any of that would look like. So definitely going back, if I had like had something like this to listen to, it would have been really helpful. And obviously right now we're only doing the SEC school. An episode drops every two weeks. Yeah. Um, which I mean, we wish we could produce more, but between the editing and our schedules, like the editing's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, he can vouch for I can, like editing yeah, is like four to like eight hours. <laughs> I don't edit much. I just come. <laughs> and it takes I can tell four, from today. Four, four to eight hours if you don't delete all your content after finishing it. Which yeah, like it's it's a ma- it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and it's important to do it the right way too, because you yeah. know, you don't want to mess that up for people to listen. But it's been interesting for the editing process. But we do it, we drop one every two weeks, and it's just a matter of time. Right now, we don't know what our next step's going to be. Like I said, right now we're doing the SEC. We have six schools left, um, and then we could potentially go to ACC. We could start interviewing coaches. Yeah. You know what, coach? What do you look for in a player? Yeah. Like, how do you know someone has potential? Like, those are awesome questions to yeah, ask definitely. big SEC schools. You know, talk to tailor-made reps, you know, yeah. talk to professional, like Nellie Cora, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. We don't know which direction we're going to take it in yet. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much that we could do. You know, she and I both know people in different types of people. Yeah. Which, you know, just being able to ask some questions, like, so important. But, yeah. That's called tea to green, so go check that Definitely out. Definitely go check that Thank out. Thank you for my promotion back there. Yes, go <laughs> check it out. So, obviously, we're still pretty new to this, but we like to wrap things up by what we call the double par questions. Um, there are eight of them because double par on a par four. Yeah, I got um, it. There's eight. Um, you don't want to make that number. But, but yeah, we asked this to everyone. What would your dream foursome be? I hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... We told this to Zach. We we're, we're welcome to be part of it, if that's... <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, maybe that's a safe answer. Um, no, I'd probably do... You know, I think Tiger... Obviously, everyone would want to play with Tiger. Yeah. Um, Phil Mickelson, I like. And why not? I want to play with Yuko Sasso. She and I are good friends. Yeah. And she's a stud, and like she's so funny. Yeah. I would play with her. She just won the the Women's Open at Olympic. Wow. All right. Uh, second question here. Um, you'll be playing in your first ANWA, um, which is the Augusta National Women's Am. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, this upcoming April. So what's your favorite Masters memory and the thing you're looking forward to most about that event? Um, honestly, for the event, I'm just looking forward to like being a part of history. You know yeah. what I mean? This is only its third year. And there's just, I mean, it's such a prestigious event. You're playing with awesome players. Like that's so cool just to be being able to play Augusta National, play uh, practice round or not. I mean, just to be able to do that special. Um, my favorite memory would probably be when Tiger Woods chipped in on whatever hole that was. 16. Yes, 16. that's 16. I almost said 16. Yeah. Um, but when he chipped in, and obviously, especially him being able to come back and win it the, a few years ago, like yeah. that's that changed the game. Definitely. You know what I mean? 
So it's just seeing that. I mean, there's just, like I said, so much history yeah. at Augusta. Like, that's yeah. so cool to be a part of. Yeah. You've already played at Augusta, though, right? I did. I did get to play Augusta in December, which was so cool to see. And there's so many hills that you don't even realize. Yeah. We were actually talking about that with yeah, Zach. Zach. Yeah. yeah. Is it, would you say it's, like, the best course you've ever played? or? Um, I mean. Probably not in December, maybe? <laughs> no, it was pure. It was yeah. really pure. Um, it was a great golf course, but for me, like, all golf courses are the same. You know, there's good and bad holes. Um, obviously, with Augusta, there's so much more history than, you know, Big Blue. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was a great golf course to play. And just to be able to, like, see the holes in person, not on television, you know, yeah. without the stands up and see it for what it, it is, you know, that yeah. was really cool. But I, favorite course, sure, why not? Um, so you're from Columbia, South Carolina, which is where the University of South Carolina is. But you came to school at UK, University of Kentucky. Which one would you say is the better college town? This is, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Maybe bias. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. um, just because I go to school here. But University of South Carolina has a good college campus as well. I, I like Kentucky's because it's more together. You know, you're not walking all over. Um, but obviously I'm biased. Like, Kentucky, like yeah. the Pats. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, next question. You get one night out in uh, Lexington with a UK sports alum. Where are you going and who are you going out with? I have no idea. Like, what do you mean? Oh my gosh, I should have read these questions before. <laughs> I'm going out. I mean. Or you can play golf with them. Yeah, it yeah, can, it can be guess, anywhere. I guess I'll play golf with them and whoever wants to play, just let me know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have, it can be any sport, I don't any know sport, anyone. Anything. Like, I don't know anyone. She did say that she might have another team but Kentucky winning the national championship. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Quiet back there. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just I'm messing around, filling out a bracket. Like, I don't know. I mean. Who do you have winning? We talked about it earlier. We already know. but Arizona. I think Arizona is going to win. Um, Arizona, and I think I have. No, I think it's Purdue that it comes down to. Arizona and Purdue. Um, but Kentucky did make it to the Elite Eight, I think. For you? Yeah, for me. I have for Arizona me. and Purdue going out early, so we'll see. One of we'll us see. is right. One of us is going to be way off. Um, I don't know. Who knows? It was just something fun to do, and I did some research. You know, I didn't see a lot of Kentucky in the final four really? for anything, like Sports Illustrated or ESPN. Really? Nope. So, you know. They're I, not always right, though. No, Sometimes you're right, you you're right, you're right, you're right. But, like, I was like, you know what? I like Can you tell us a little about your fantasy football dub last, last yes. fall? Yes, uh, let's go. You know, <laughs> I was with the boys. There's no money or anything on this. Um, but some of the guys I worked with and play golf with at Columbia, we did this. they do this fantasy football like most guys do, whatever. You know, and I'm like one of the bros in a way. And they were like, hey, Jensen, you want to join our fantasy? I'm like, yeah, what is that? You know, I don't follow anything NFL related. Like, if it's not this, like – uh, and amateur, if it's not like regular football, like SEC football, I don't really care. And so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I joined this fantasy. You know, everyone's like, oh, this is the easy win. I'm playing Jensen this week. Bye week. Yeah, seriously. Sure enough, I ended up, I ended up doing really well. And all these guys are like, are you kidding me? Who let this girl join? I know they were a good sport about it, but it was super interesting. I chose. I don't even think I could tell you one person I chose, honestly. Um, fantasy football or USM? What's the bigger win? I don't know. That's kind of US tough. USM has a bigger trophy, but yeah. it's not always about the hardware. Yeah, <laughs> no, bragging rights with fantasy football, but to be the underdog in fantasy football, well, I mean, I was an underdog in both in a way, but I'll, I guess I am safe. Like, <laughs> fantasy football is pretty big, though. <laughs> Hold that close to my heart. Feeling like you kind of maxed out with looking at your bracket, so. 
I can't wait for me Arizona to win. And me just like <laughs> drill you like Arizona. Like I, you'll never hear the end of that. Like you know. Um, all right, next question here. If you could be anyone that is currently living for a day, who would it be and why? It's a tough question. I mean, why? <laughs> why like why are these questions? I mean, I don't... She's going to say Jensen Castle. Yeah, I don't want to be anyone but myself. Like, I don't have... I don't have anyone that I'd want to be. Obviously, I was myself for a reason. So, I mean, I don't know why I'd want to be someone else. Like, yeah. Very deep, thoughtful answer, but... I wish I no, that's a good I way to, that's a good mindset, you. honestly. We talked about this a little on the course. Um, so a fact that many people don't know about you is that you're actually colorblind, and um, you can't tell the difference between different shades of green, um, which we learned this on the course, and I think it's wild. We were jokingly so. going to ask her if she could, but she really can't. Yeah. So, so red and green, they got me good. Christmas sucks. <laughs> um, Fourth of July. But, I mean, also in a way, like, I've only grown up with seeing the seeing these colors so yeah. i don't even know what i'm missing out on you know yeah. what i mean so uh, you don't know green. i don't know what That's green wild. i can't tell you what green looks like you yeah. know like it's not we're like gonna, we're gonna pop day. up that picture you showed me earlier so you, they can see really <laughs> it's not what like, you're seeing it's not like i wake up one day and i'm like oh my god i can't see green anymore like it's yeah. fair enough okay so yeah i'm the second row compared to the first so this one right here and that's what normal people see oh there you go and I do have a colorblind filter on, so it's not very accurate because my apps are already kind of off. <laughs> but I, I don't, I've always been colorblind, and I think it's a strength and weakness, especially with golf. Like, I don't overthink punk, putting or reading grain or anything. You know, what you see is what you get type thing. Um, but I'm, I mean, I wish I could say what I knew what Christmas looked like in a way. But <laughs> there's nothing I could change, so there's no point of drowning on it. Yeah. I mean, I noticed your pretty quick over the ball especially on the putting green do you think yeah. is that a good thing or a bad thing i mean i think it's a good thing I mean, yeah we talked about this earlier like yeah. i don't overthink like yeah. i'm the least i don't i don't think enough unfortunately um so yeah sometimes it'd be helpful to think more than i do yeah. but also not overthinking is definitely a pro especially on putting green because i feel like it is so easy to get in your head on putting or just reading a green in itself because 50 percent speed 50 percent um yeah. line you know what i mean yeah so I think it's a strength for sure. Yeah. Is Christmas kind of knocked <laughs> down in terms of your holiday rankings? Or? <laughs> ha yeah, it's ha the ha Christmas is not. My favorite holiday is my birthday. Um, I, just, I love my birthday so much. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so self-centered and selfish. <laughs> but if you know me, you know the history behind it. And I just, I think that's such a cool day that everyone has their own. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just feel loved on my birthday. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's always been a day that, you know, everyone loves you and appreciates you and shows you, like, how much they mean to you in a way, yeah. you know? I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm not self-centered, though. I yeah. Promise. Recently <laughs> celebrated your 21st, right? I did just recently awesome. celebrate my 21st. So that was that was fun, for sure. On um, a Monday night. There you go. Um, so uh, this past year's UK-Florida game, this past football season, you were honored for your victory at the U.S. Women's Am. I was actually at that game, and I can say it was a pretty electric atmosphere. They beat a top-10 team at the time. Florida did not turn out to be that good, but it was a good game of time, and uh, I stormed the field after, but what was that? What was that experience? Yeah, go Cats. Uh, uh, no, please leave that. That is so quality content right there. Uh, but what was that uh, experience like coming on the field in front of all those people and being honored like that? Wow, it was chaotic, yet so amazing. Um, I had no idea what to expect. You know, they, Mitch Barnhart was just telling me where to be, what to do, um, you know. 
I got bribed 20 bucks that I'd throw down uh, L's down, um, but I knew that would not go very well. So they showed this small clip of me winning, and it was as good as that one, or no, no, that clip was a one. Like that clip was amazing. Um, I mean, it was quick. They showed me like yeah. a few putts, whatever. Um, and then like everyone went crazy, and here I am sitting on the field holding my trophy up. I, ha I held it one-handed, yeah. which is impressive if you hold that trophy. It's like very you know, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Next day I woke up with like a huge crick in my neck on the other side. I'm like, what is this from? You know, it's definitely Don't a tell knot. the doctor about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a knot from holding the trophy up. Um, but it was that was probably one of the best games that I could have ever been recognized at. And to forever remember that and the pictures I have from that was something I'll never forget. Like, it was so special. And then for us to win like we did, like, yeah. you know, go Cats, whatever. Yeah. It was special. Go Cats. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> no! I'll take the hat off. <laughs> he is wearing blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, he is wearing blue. Like, I'll give him that. You were getting grief in the clubhouse earlier about it. I know. The I, know I really can't bring that back here. Oh, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> All right, final question here, Will. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest impact your win at this past year's uh, U.S. Women's Am have you know, had on your golf game and really more broadly on your life? Well, I it's been very broad. Um, a ton of opportunities, you know, being into the Curtis Cup for two years in a row. Um, open, you know, 10 U.S. Ams. Um, a ton of opportunities, LPGA events, yeah. that's so special. Yeah. You know, whatever happens, happens. But just to know that I've been giving these opportunities and not to take those for granted, like that's yeah. super cool, especially at the age I'm at. Um, for my life, it's been pretty eye-opening to see how many fake people there are in the world, honestly. Um, I hate to say that, but like there's people yeah. that, I've, that have taught crap to me and the next thing you know, I'm on their story for the AM and it's just like, yeah. No, get off the fan bus. Like, make us feel bad. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's amazing to see. I mean, there's support, you know, but like to a degree, you know, yeah, like, when people yeah. are talking crap about you behind your back and the next thing you know, it's just like, biggest come, fan. On, come on, bro. That's honestly how I feel. Yeah. But it was a ton of opportunities came from the AM. And it was just really cool to see, like, how much my life changed. Like, everyone knows the name. You know, yeah. nobody knows the face, really. They just hear Jensen Castle. Yeah. Um, but it's been really cool to see, just especially with women's golf, like, how many people actually pay attention to it. And to see some of the support you got from, you know, uh, Big Blue Nation. Like, just yeah. a ton of people were like, oh, my gosh, like, go Cats. Like, this is huge. Yeah. This has brought awareness to Kentucky women's golf and the school in general. Just stuff like that. It's been really cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, really excited to see how it continues to impact you and your life going forward. Uh, we talked about this a little on the course, um, and you can obviously be as forthright as you want um, or not, but what do you kind of see going forward in your future? And, you know, you've talked a lot to us about kind of your education, getting your MBA, and, you know, just kind of what, do you, what are your thoughts on, you know, professional golf or, you know, doing something outside of golf? Um, so right now I I'm going to get a double – a degree in marketing management, and then I'll get my MBA. Um, super broad, obviously, but you know, I, I hope to own some type of business one day. Probably golf related. I mean, could be associated with my name, could not be. Who knows? Um, as it goes for the LPGA, obviously, I got two years. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good things going on in the LPGA right now, and there's a lot of bad things. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how lonely it is on tour. Really? I mean, you spend so much time on tour, especially with, fem with females. Like, yeah. you know, if you, it'd be different if you had someone with you. Like, the court is, they have each other. You yeah. know, that's cool to travel with your best friend. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the other people, they don't have anyone. You know, yeah. that's stressful. That's exhausting. Um, you're gone so much. It's hard yeah. to have a family. So there's a lot of outside factors that people don't notice. Um, 
As of right now, I don't have a definite decision because I don't know. Something could happen. Yeah, I, could turn, I could turn pro next year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but as of right now, I'm going to enjoy my education and get my education and enjoy my time with my friends at school. Like, That's awesome. And, and I've learned so much from Kentucky Women's Golf. Like, you learn so much about golf. You learn so much about yourself in college. Like, I highly recommend any, yeah. anyone considering going to college to go just for a year or anything, just to learn about yourself Yeah. by yourself. Um, as it goes for the pro, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But whatever I'll do, I'll definitely have my education. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Keep an eye. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely relate learning college golf. It's only been a semester for you, but. Yeah, there's definitely a steep learning curve. Um, I've not played the way I wanted to, but I've definitely learned a ton. I have become better even if I'm not playing right now, just for my teammates and things like that. And I'm sure you can attest to yeah, that too. Yeah, I agree. But as of right now, I'm only going to focus on my education, what I can control, continuing to better myself every day on the golf course and off. Yeah. Tita Green blows Tita up. Green. Who knows? Let's go. <laughs> Start yeah. this video production. I'll be hitting you guys <laughs> up like, hey, how do I record this? Yeah, thanks so much for coming out here with us. We yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you so much it. for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Um, maybe hopefully, we can all pick up our games a yeah, little bit. Yeah, maybe we'll play time. a little bit better. Uh, I think the podcast definitely was ahead of this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think next time we'll, you know, know what we're doing. Me and Jackson yeah. were kind of stressed no, about I, camera work. I don't yeah. think either of us brought our best stuff <laughs> yeah. because of that. But There was a lot, of, a lot of moving parts going on, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was cool to see, especially from a podcast point of view. You know what I mean? Like I, I do this stuff. I don't see the video production. Like, yeah, that's something I want to do in the future. And the idea that you guys have about playing with your podcaster or yeah. the person you're interviewing is brilliant. Like yeah. you guys are doing a lot of great things. Maybe just pull the camera more next time. I'm just kidding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we've definitely gotten influenced by you know Zach Radford, like we already had, and people like GM Golf and Good Good, and you know you and Meg are kind of doing a different thing, but. It's definitely cool to bounce ideas and kind of yeah. see how it looks from, you know, different. Yeah. You and I had a lot of good conversations about that today, just in the comparison. Um, yeah. You guys do the same thing Megan and I do. Megan's just like you. She's a researcher. Yeah. We, we have the exact same, exact like, same meeting setup. schedule. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's been cool to just compare and contrast. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot of good learning stuff that I learned today. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. Yeah, Blast. for sure. See you guys. Welcome back, guys. Hope you enjoyed that podcast with Jensen. Uh, we've really enjoyed getting to know her. Uh, she's a super cool, super nice person and crazy good at golf. Um, I can confirm after playing with her in the match. Um, and she told me later on since I've been back that, you know, ready for a rematch and she didn't play too well, which I was uh, shocked to hear after seeing her knock it around. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the episode personally. The main thing for me, I love hearing her about, you know, what she thinks about on the golf course, her mental game. It's such a strength. I don't even know if she realizes it. Like I, I've struggled with that for a while. It's getting better, but very jealous of her and the way she, you know, is so confident and so locked in on the golf course. And I've really enjoyed, you know, picking her brain, learning about that. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys, you know, got something from that and, enjoyed some of the other content and you know again please drop a like and hit that subscribe button so that we can continue to travel meet up with our guests play matches and make awesome content um again we got some awesome stuff coming up soon uh by the time this episode drops i'll probably be heading to north carolina um to film with another super prominent amateur female golfer actually one of jensen's um very close friends and then coming back to nashville uh, to film with some guys here. So 
really excited. We got so much coming up. I have some uh, big tournaments on the schedule. Um, you know, need to get the game in shape. Um, if you've seen the match video already, you've, you can tell I need some work. But thanks again for watching. Hope, really hope you guys enjoyed and see ya.